Hello and welcome to the Trinity Podcast with me, Rob Burkhead. And me, Ben Hughes. We are the co-founders of Trinity Transformation and creators of the Fit Over 40 method. And for more information about what we do, you can go to www.fit40info.com. So in today's episode, we're going to answer the question, how to get motivated to lose weight in the winter. So sit back and relax and welcome to today's Trinity Podcast. So Ben's been speaking to loads of people today, oh, today, this week, yeah. on the phone. You know, lots of people who are thinking about joining Trinity. And um, you know, we realize there's a common theme that's been coming up, which is you know, there's a lot of reasons we have about why we can't lose weight in the winter. A lot of people do have these reasons. But it's not actually impossible to lose weight over winter. We see really, really good results with our clients over winter. So rather than put this off, you can do stuff now. So in this episode, we're going to teach you how to actually start seeing progress now. But, you know, first of all, why is it so difficult for people? What, what, what do you see happening with people that means, you know, that it just, it does, it is quite difficult. And what are they facing over winter that, you know, the people that you spoke to, Ben? So something that I see over and over again are generally people who have tried this all before. So all of our clients we work with typically are kind of over 40, They've been wanting to lose weight for a while. They've tried all the different diets. Um, maybe they've been able to lose a few pounds, but they've regained that weight again. Maybe they've just found that nothing that they've nothing that they're really trying is seeming is kind of giving them results anymore. Especially not the things that used to work in their twenties and in their thirties. And when you've tried over and over and over again and not had the success that you're looking for, then it can be very easy to lose motivation. Because as humans, I think we're all driven by, you know, you do something and you expect a result. If you get that result, it creates this kind of positive feedback loop. But if you're doing something and not seeing the result, that's when you start thinking, what's the point? I can't be bothered. Why should, why should I bother? And I completely understand this. And then if you're approaching it, like losing weight as a, as a whole from that situation, and then also it starts moving into winter and you've got darker winter mornings and nights, um, work is kind of just as busy as ever. There are, there are lots of kind of lots of industries where work kind of ramps up over Christmas or maybe you're trying to get everything done before you break up for Christmas. And then you've also got these Christmas festivities. You've got like work Christmas parties and family events and there's just more food around and more alcohol. Plus everybody around you is, is starting to like get geared up towards Christmas and it's just this kind of socially accepted thing. I don't know if it's everywhere around the world, but it seems to be in England that over Christmas, everybody just kind of accepts that they're going to drink more they're going to eat more unhealthy stuff. They're probably not going to exercise because it's cold outside. And they're just going to sort of um, just accept that kind of Christmas weight gain. And when you've got all these factors stacking up together, it can really like crush your motivation down and make it very difficult to, you know, to actually get yourself in gear and, and, and continue to succeed with fitness or weight loss or whatever your goals are over Christmas, regardless of everything that's going on, which is why I think most people slip into this pattern where they, they struggle to make it happen and they end up in January half a stone or a stone heavier, wish, wondering like what the hell happened and wishing, wishing that they hadn't, they hadn't done all of that. And they, they just feel ashamed and guilty and disappointed. And it's just not a good way to start the next year, I don't think. Yeah, definitely. And I think we, we help people get through this. We see the other side of the coin as well. So how good people feel when they do stick to it either over Christmas or at least stick to it in winter in general. So, you know, through November 
that's in the past now, but through January, through February as well. It's just as easy to make the same kind of excuses, I think, in those months, bar maybe one or two things. So what's the first step then, Ben, you think people should take, you know, when they're, when they're <clears throat> in a situation where they know they're not being that healthy, they know they want to kind of lose weight and it'll be better for themselves, but they're not really doing it. What, what do you think is the first thing they should do to try and, to try and actually get some motivation? So I'd say the first step is just really to get honest with yourself. And this isn't necessarily a very easy thing to do. I think it's very rare that you just sit down with a, a notepad and just like write down, all right, this is, this is the reality of my life. This is, this is exactly where I am in this, in this situation. Here are all the facts. Here's what's true for me. This is one reason why when we do events and stuff, Rob, you'll know this, that just we, we sort of take people out of their normal environment to do that, to sit down and just spend some time thinking about, you know, where actually are they at the moment? How did they end up in this position that they're in now? But whatever you do, I think you need to know exactly where you're starting from in order to create the motivation to, to move away from that point. So the first thing to get clear on is really just where you are now. And that's just like very, very simply, you can like, what dress size are you? Um, you know, how much do you weigh? How much progress are you seeing with all of that? per month what's what's stopping you what's holding you back from seeing progress at the moment why have you not been able to lose weight why have you ended up at the weight that you are currently how is that affecting your life at the moment how is it affecting your relationships how is it impacting your health what effects is that having on your career how is that making you feel on a day-to-day -day basis and just get all of that information down um, so you can get all of that down and you can start to think as well in sort of three dimensions you can start to think if i don't if I, don't, if I don't kind of fix this, if I don't lose the weight, what could be the consequences in the future? Will I develop a serious health condition? Will it start to affect my relationship? Will it set an unhealthy example to my kids? Is it going to affect my career prospects if my, if my confidence is knocked and I don't feel I can go for, a, for that promotion? Is it going to start to affect friendships if I'm turning down social events? You can start looking into the past and thinking, how has this affected me over the past 10 years? What's been the real impact like to my life as a result of not of gaining this weight and not being able to lose that and being on this constant diet. And it's just a case of like get into some real, real detail with this. Anybody like anybody listening to this, you can do this right now. I would pause the, the podcast if I were you just get a notepad, probably rewind it, go back through every single of one of those questions I just asked and just spend some time writing and like mapping all of that out. It might not seem like a very nice thing to do, um, but in this, in this situation, positive thinking is, is not really going to work because the reason that we want to get honest with ourselves before we do anything else is because all, all people are basically driven to move away from pain and towards pleasure. So you'll know if you grab, if you get your hand and you put a frying pan on the, on the cooker, you turn up the heat to maximum, you get the pan nice and hot and you stick, just stick your hand down on the base of the pan you've instantly put yourself into a lot of pain. Your instant reaction is to pull that hand away from the pan. So you will act, you can act very quickly and very fast if you create enough pain in your current situation. So it's like heating up that, it's like heating up the pan that you're currently in so that you can say, all right, I need to change this. I need to jump out of this situation and, and go towards something, something better. So the first thing to do, I'd say, is get really clear on all that, like where you are now, and then when you're at your, it's probably going to not be the most, um, the happiest experience you've ever had. So afterwards, I would also recommend then think about like, 
where would you like to go? What, what, what's kind of the ultimate version of this situation? If you could solve all of this, if you had a magic wand to solve all these problems that you're dealing with, you know, how would you like to feel? What would you like your life to look like? Um, how much, what, what would be your ideal body weight? What would be your ideal dress size? What would your fitness level be like? How would, how would you be feeling on a day-to-day -day basis? Map all of that out as well to give yourself that kind of, that kind of vision and that kind of hope for the future. And it's creating that, that gap between this is where I am now. It's very painful. It's very, it's not a nice place to be. This is where I could go. You know, that's a really exciting prospect for me. And if you can create that naturally, you're going to, it's going to kind of propel you from one side to the other because you'll decide where I am now is not okay. Where I want to go. That's really where I want to be. Um, and you'll, you will, it's easier to then move from point A to point B. And this, this is something we actually take people through on our strategy sessions, isn't it? So on our phone calls that we do with any prospective clients, anyone who wants to work with us, who books in a phone call with us, we actually will take you through this whole process to get you motivated so that you actually want to make the change that you know you should be making. So if you don't want to do what Ben just said, you know, sit down and write it down. If you've not got time to do that, what you can do is head to www.fit40info.com, fill in the application, book a phone call with us and we will take you through this process, which is the first step to getting motivated. And I can't count the amount of people I've had over the past few months who've said on the phone, when I ask them, you know, we pause at some points in these calls and just say, you know, what are you getting from this? What are you taking away from this? And they say, you know, oh, I'm finally feeling like motivated to change this. I finally feel like I'm going to, I really want to do something about this now. And they haven't been doing anything for months. So if you don't want to sit down and write this in a notepad, I urge you to book a phone call because we'll take you through this. You don't have to do any of the legwork. We'll help you to do it all. And that will get you that first kind of kick up the bum to actually do something about this, whether it's pre-Christmas or after Christmas. It makes a huge, huge difference. As Ben said, if you don't get exposed to this gap and this pain almost that you're in now, even if it's not very fun, you're not going to do anything about it. And most people are trying to like positive thinking it away and say, you know, it's not too bad. It's going to bring us on to the next point, isn't it? It's not too bad. You know, things are fine as they are right now. Uh, you know, my relationship's not that bad. And I know when I speak to someone on the phone who speaks like that, you know, I speak to people who are three, four stone overweight, serious health conditions, and they're playing everything down. They're going, you know, it's not that bad. You know, oh yeah, you know, I'm, I'm pre-diabetic, but I don't have any side effects. Or, I mean, I'm actually, I spoke to someone the other day, said so I'm diabetic, but I have no side effects. So I'm still just drinking, you know, sugary drinks every day or eating sugar every day. Um, no, it doesn't have any impact on my relationship. I'm four stone overweight, despite the fact, you know, some people might be sleeping in separate bedrooms. They might not have had sex for months. Um, or if they do, like the lights are off and they ne never speak intimately, you know, that their kids are all overweight as well and following the same path and, you know, feeling not, they're going to be getting ill as well in the future. And yet, if you play all of that down, you're not going to do anything about it. And then they go, I don't know why I'm motivated. So the first step, as Ben said, is you've got to get honest with yourself. The only way you're going to change is by first deciding where you're at now is unacceptable. And the only way you can do that is by actually getting really honest and raw and real with yourself and saying, these are the facts and I don't really like these facts. Once you've done that though, and it kind of brings, brings me on to what I was saying there, you know, about people saying it's fine as it is and, you know, it's not that bad. What's the next thing, Ben, you'd have people do if they want to get motivated and stay motivated to lose weight? The next thing I would do is probably then examine, though, examine your kind of thoughts, examine your thinking, because as Rob said there, like you'll, you'll do all of this stuff, but then you'll, your mind may start coming up with all of these different reasons why it's not going to work or it's not going to be possible. So 
you might start thinking like, oh, well, you know, that's all great, but it's not possible over Christmas or I'm not capable of losing weight or it's different for me. Like my life is more stressful. My life is more difficult. Nobody, other people don't have four kids, whatever it is. You could be like, it's too cold outside. Maybe it hurts. It hurts my joints. You know, other people don't experience the cold like I do. You could think like, oh, I'll be missing out. Um, everyone else will be having a great time and I won't be having a great time. All these thoughts will start coming into your head and all these reasons why, why you're not going to be able to succeed, all these negative thoughts. So next thing I would do is start to kind of question those thoughts. Like it's possible to change those thoughts. We use a process inside of our Fit, Fit Over 40 program, which is called the Thought Transformer. So we'll help our clients transition from thinking it's not possible over Christmas to thinking it is possible over Christmas. And I'm not capable of losing weight to I can lose weight. And it's different for me to lots of people are in the same boat and it's too cold to it's not too cold. I can still exercise out inside, for example. So once you shift those thoughts from like whatever's holding you back to something that's allowing you to succeed, that's just removing another barrier to, to you getting what you want. So I think a lot of motivation just comes down to, well, first of all, we've created like the first step was like creating that gap between like, here's where I am and here's where I want to go. So you've got the, the path to from journey to point A to point B. And then it's just removing all of the stuff in the middle. So if you first, the first layer of that is kind of here are all these thoughts that are going to hold me back. And I think this is a, something that's going to occur on a day-to-day -day basis. Probably every single day of your journey, if you're trying to lose weight at some point, something's going to pop into your head and, and try and derail you. And I think one, one place where a lot of people go wrong is they think it's always, they think that people who manage to do it and people who manage to see results are like always motivated and it's all, it's fine for them. They always feel like going to the gym. I have people say like, if I'm coached, like I'll be coaching a client and I'll say like, oh, well, you know, I just, I never feel like doing the thought, like my mindset work in the morning. I never feel like doing meditation or doing my workouts. And then I say, I'll say to them, like, you know, most of the time I wake up and I don't, the last thing I want to do is my mindset work. Last thing I want to do is lie down and do some meditation. And a lot of the times before going to the gym, I'm like, sometimes I'm just knackered. Sometimes I want to go training and I want to work out. But a lot of the times before I've gone, like gone and done my workout session, I've got all of these negative thoughts in my head. Just think, and I don't actually, I don't really want to do it. But then I make myself do it anyway. And it's just a case of overcoming those thoughts and then I get, and then I finish it and I'm like, well, I'm glad I managed to do that kind of thing. Um, and it's kind of, it's kind of like training your mind like a muscle, isn't it? It's realizing that your mind can be trained just like your body can be trained. So if you train your body, you know, you lose fat, it looks better, uh, more toned. It feels better as well. Your mind is exactly the same way just because we can't see it. You can either train your mind one way, which is to, as we said, kind of believe your own nonsense, to give in to every excuse that comes up, um, to, to constantly be making reasons why you can't do it and, and not doing anything. Or you can start to train your mind so that when these negative thoughts come in, which they still do, even for people who are really successful, you know, for our success stories, people who've lost three, four stone, many dress sizes and kept it off, they still have these thoughts. It's not that bit, but what they've trained themselves to do is to question these thoughts and then to replace them with more useful thoughts. So for example, you know, I don't, I don't want to work out or well, not. I don't want to, but I don't, I, I don't feel like working out today. And then you can replace that with, you know, I need to work out today or I'm not capable of losing weight. And you can replace that with, it is possible for me to lose weight. So you can start to replace these, 
these unhelpful ways of thinking by training your mind regularly. And this is what we do inside our programs, provide tools to train your mind so that by the end of the 12 weeks, you're already in a much stronger position. So rather than thinking, you know, I've eaten that thing and now I've failed, I've ruined it all. You can eat something and go, oh, you know, I enjoyed that treat. I had that mince pie or I had that glass of Prosecco and now I'm going to make a healthy choice again. And that's kind of key to motivation is being able to actually get your mind in the right place and keep your mind in the right place. And that's what we do with the thought transformer. So you question your thoughts, but there's also a deeper level to this as well, isn't there, Ben? There's, there's the thoughts, but there's also kind of beliefs below those thoughts. So I know you did a training on this last night. So what kind of stuff did you do there to help people shift the next level of kind of beliefs that, that hold them back with motivation? Yeah. So a lot of our, um, our clients are doing this mindset work and doing it on a daily basis and questioning their thoughts. But something that happens is you, you might end up questioning the same thing over and over and over and over again. So if we look at the examples that, that we've used before, so it's not possible to, it's not possible over Christmas or I'm not capable of losing weight or, you know, it's too cold or I can't do it. All of those different thoughts that come into your head are going to be because of, because of a belief, like a deep rooted belief that you have. Um, so for example, if you believe that like fundamentally you believe that you're like a lazy person, that's then going to feed into a lot of your, a lot of your thoughts, and a lot of your behavior. If you, if you're believing like I, Ben Hughes, me is a lazy person, then everything I do, I'll start thinking like, oh, that's too difficult for me. I'm not able to do that. It's too much work. It's too hard. I haven't got the energy. All your thinking is going to be based on these, these beliefs that you have. And usually these beliefs come from, um, kind of like moments in your childhood or moments earlier in life where somebody's, somebody's either told you something or you've been demonstrated something and then you've believed that for the longest time. For ages, I, I, used to, I was always convinced that I couldn't do like long distance running because at school, whenever I used to do cross country, I always felt really tired and I was always slow and I always struggled with cross country running. Then as I got older and I was like, do you know, so I had this belief that like, I can't run. I'm not good at running. That was like my belief. So every time I'd go out, every time there'd be something involving running, I'd be like, oh, well, I'm not, I can't do that. I don't have good stamina. I'm not able to do that. I'm not a running kind of person. Then one that, then I decided at some point, you know, I'm not very good at running. I'm going to try and do a half marathon. So I trained for a half marathon, did the half marathon. And then I was like, do you know what? By the end of it, I'm like, actually, I did quite well at that. I'm actually quite good at running. It's, it's something that quite, that suits me quite well. So then that belief that I held of I'm not good at running, that is now, that thing is shattered. So now if I'm thinking, you know, I might go out for a run, I no longer have all these beliefs in my head like, well, you can't run, you're not good at running, da 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 da, da. All of those thoughts are not gonna, they're not gonna occur anymore because I've shifted that underlying belief. So some other examples of this might be like, I'm lazy. So that's another belief that I was just holding on to. Um, it could be that I'm not capable, kind of I can't do it. Could be I'm not good enough. That tends, tends to be one that comes up for loads of people. Um, whether it's, you know, they were, like somebody made some negative comment years ago back in their life or they've had a partner who used to put them down or their parents used to criticize them or whatever it is. It could be that they don't think they're a fitness person. Maybe in PE, they were always, you know, they've just had negative emotional experiences with doing sports at school, for example. It could be I'm not clever enough. Maybe they used to, not, you know, they couldn't do maths at school or one of their teachers wasn't very nice to them or they failed a test. It, it could be I don't have the willpower, which you can reinforce over and over and over again if you keep giving into cravings and things like that. And you can, until you start believing like, 
I don't have any willpower. If you believe that you don't have any willpower, the thoughts in your, in your head are going to be like, oh yeah, you can't resist that. Go on, have one of those. You're not going to be able, you'll be missing out if you don't have a biscuit. Like your, your mind will sabotage you if your beliefs are, are wrong. So doing this mindset work daily, this questioning thoughts that we do inside of our program, it's like, it kind of shines the light on what, because you, you'll see the same things coming up over and over and over and over again. And then that kind of shines the light, light on, here's the beliefs that are really driving things for me. And here's the beliefs that are really screwing up my behavior. So once you kind of identify those beliefs, there'll probably be a few like, which are affecting all areas of your life as well. And this, I'm not saying this is the easiest thing to do as well. This is one of the reasons we do like in-person events as well, which really help people to, to identify these things on a deeper level. Um, but once you've kind of identified those beliefs, the way to shift that is basically it's proving to yourself that that belief is not true. So like the example I gave before with that running, I've proved to myself like, oh, well, I am good at running because I've just done a half marathon. So now that belief just disappears. It's gone. Like as soon as you've got rid of that belief, you're not really going to have to deal with that anymore. Um, and another example might be one I've been working on for the past 90 days was the belief of like, I'm a lazy person. I've always thought I was a lazy person. That's just how I've, I don't know. It's just at some point I've it like added this belief into my mind. So what I did is if you want to overcome a belief, you sit down and you write like, right, I'm a, I'm a lazy person is the belief. You write, what would I like to believe instead? So I'd like to believe like I am disciplined, for example. So you write, I am disciplined. Then write down a load of things you would do if you were disciplined. So for example, I'd get up on time. I would exercise most days of the week. I would eat, I, would, I wouldn't drink alcohol. I would cut sugar out. I would eat in a healthy way. Like you write down all the things you would do if you're disciplined and then basically put those things into your schedule and just start, start doing those things. So I've just started, I cut out alcohol and wheat and sugar for it's been like eight weeks now and I've been exercising an extra two days a week so like six days a week instead of four and all of that has forced me to have to be disciplined and I've kind of proved to myself well actually I can do loads more than I thought I was I am actually a disciplined person then that belief starts to evaporate away and if every like every few months or whatever you can eliminate one of these beliefs that's holding you back eventually you get to the point where your beliefs are, are very strong like you believe that you're capable of success you believe that you're good enough and you deserve to succeed and that you can lose weight and that you are good at fitness and that you do, do have willpower. If you get all, if your beliefs are all, you know, in the right place, all of that other stuff becomes easy because you can just believe you can do it. And that's when I think you become really motivated in air quotes, which kind of leads into the next, the next point when I was saying about how I scheduled in all the different things that helped me shift that belief. Um, so yeah, Rob, do you want to go into that one? Yeah, so planning, planning stuff out, as Ben just mentioned there, is, is, is another really important step. And I think one thing that can help to get motivated as well is rather than trying to come up with the plan on your own, which I know Ben's pretty experienced in mindset work and all of the stuff, obviously, we've coached on it for years. It's easier to come up with a plan when you know what you're doing. It's quite difficult to come up with a plan when you're not really sure how to achieve the result. Let's say, you know, you're late 40s, you're menopausal, you don't really know, you know, nothing else seems to be working. You might have the belief almost, like Ben was saying there, that I can't lose weight during menopause. But I can tell you, we've got tons of results. So, you know, losing the middle is completely possible. You can lose weight during menopause with the right plan. So what you can do, A, plan it out. But if you're not quite sure how to achieve what you're looking for, get that plan from someone else. Get that certainty almost from someone else who can and has proof of achieving the goal that, 
you're trying to achieve. So you can get a plan. You know, we provide all of our clients with their own plan, a plan that you know is going to work. And then what that plan will help you to do is see that it's achievable. So we break things down step by step, bit by bit. So, you know, each week you're just adding one little thing in each week. You're not doing everything from, from scratch from day one so that you can step by step lose the weight throughout, you know, menopause, throughout winter, whatever it is, and see results. And when you have a plan, and you translate it, a really good thing to do is to put that plan into your calendar every single week or draw it out, whatever way you want to do it. Often you can see it's quite achievable. When you go, oh, I've got, you've got to work out three times in a week. It can sound impossible when you, when you think I've got my workload, you know, I've got to ferry the kids around, um, I've got to go and do the Christmas shopping as well. But when you actually draw it out and put all of these things in your, in your calendar, you can, you can actually get it out your head where it's overwhelming. You put it onto paper or into a digital calendar and go, wait a sec there's loads of gaps here. There's a lot of time in the week. There's, a, there's about 170 hours in a week. Our clients typically exercise for about two hours in the week. So it's, a, it's not a very big proportion of the entire week. So when you map it out, when you see the plan, it will help you to see, wait a sec, this is achievable. I just have to hit these things and I get the result. So plan out what you're gonna be doing as well. If you're not sure what you should be doing, get the plan from someone who's got proven results for what you want to achieve rather than just trying to figure it out on your own. If you haven't been able to figure it out on your own so far, you're probably not going to suddenly figure it out. However, there's some more things that can help put that plan into action. As I'm sure you know, if you listen to this, just because you have a plan doesn't mean you're always going to do it. So what else Ben helps people to actually put that plan into action? So everything we've done so far, if you, if you do all of the things that we've already said, you'll probably be quite motivated, but we like to make sure that our clients succeed. So we, we like to kind of take this to the next level and this is kind of something that will do that. So the next thing is kind of taking lev like getting leverage on yourself. So there's a number of different ways you can do this. It's essentially just creating like external factors that will make it more likely that you're going to succeed. So for example, um, some of our clients, um, they, they like publicly post in our, in one of our networks, our network community group with all of our members that, if they like, if they have a bad day with their nutrition or if they have a certain number of bad days with their nutrition or they don't stick to it, they don't do the work they said they were going to do, they're going to donate a certain amount of money to charity. Now there's, there's kind of two ways you can do this. You can either a, if you donate money to a charity that you like, it's probably not going to work as well. So the second thing is to, the other way is to donate money to a cause that you don't believe in. Cause then that's something you don't, you really don't want to do. It's just a waste of your money if you don't believe in the cause. So you can like put money behind it. Or I've seen other, other clients who have like given, uh, one of our clients gave 200 pounds to her partner. And if she succeeded with her goals, if she did all the work she said she was going to do, she got that money back and she got to go on a shopping trip. If she didn't, the partner was going to spend it on like motorbike parts or something that she just didn't care about. Um, another anyway, way you might get left on yourself. Um, a really simple one with, with money is yeah. just like, this isn't me just trying to be saying buy our program, but you know, Ben and I have paid lots of money for different things in the past with coaches. And one of the, the, the main things that makes you do it is just the fact you've paid quite a lot of money. It's like, shit, I've now put X amount of money into this. I cannot, I do not want to lose this. And it's really simple, but I do hear this from quite a lot of our clients as they say, one of the things that's really helped is the fact I've actually just paid like a, a fairly significant amount of money for this. I'm obviously going to do it. And then all our systems are, are put together so that you actually achieve a sustainable transformation. It's not like a diet so that they they're forced to do it from the money, but then they know how to sustain what they've achieved long-term as well. So 
even just paying for something that's expensive for you can actually have a real big difference, even though it sounds, you know, very salesly and salesy and a bit ridiculous. In my experience from myself and from our clients, it actually has a big impact on what they're, what they actually do in terms of motivation. What else can you do though, Ben? There's a couple more things I think that can really help with this. Yeah. So a couple more things to create leverage. One is just accountability. So some people are very motivated by like not letting other people down. So you could, it's going to be a coach. You could say like our clients have to check in with us every single week. So we'll be saying every single week, like, you know, did you do the work? Did you do what you said you were going to do last week? Yes or no. And they'll have to say, Oh, I didn't do this. Didn't do this. Didn't do this. And for a lot of people, that's uh, that's good accountability. It could also be that you're accountable to a group of people. So in our community group, we also have a, a, an accountability post there each week. So in front of 150 odd other women, you've then got to say either I've done the work this week or I haven't done the work this week. You've got to face that kind of judgment if you haven't done it. Um, other ways of doing accountability. I mean, some people try to be accountable to, for example, like their partner or a friend or someone like that. The problem with that is a lot of the time, if people really, if people like, you know, they care about you and you're, they're your friend or, you know, they're your partner, for example, they're probably going to let you off. Like if they see that you're feeling bad, you're feeling ashamed or guilty that you haven't done the work, they'll be like, oh, don't worry. It's all right. There's no problem. Um, so that level of accountability, I mean, it can work maybe if you're, if you've got someone who's really like strong willed or whatever, or harsh. I don't know how you want to describe That's, That tends to just piss people off. I, t- I find, you know, if your partner's like that, they're just, that also annoys them. It doesn't tend to make them do it. No, but yeah, having external accountability can, can really help as well. Um, another thing you can do is base is kind of share those goals with others. So if you set up something that means you have to succeed as part of a group. So for example, you book in to do some kind of mud run or a 5k or whatever with a group of your friends, then you know that if you don't train and you don't do all the work you're supposed to be doing, you're going to let down that team of people that you've, that you've booked onto the thing with. Or it could be that you say to your kids, right, next time we go on holiday, I'm going to go put on a bikini and go and jump in the pool with you, which, may, which is something that a lot of women don't feel comfortable doing. I think that not, there's not many people who would be happy with like letting their kids down if they make that kind of big promise to them. So sharing your goals with other people can, can also really help. Definitely. And this, this, this theory, you know, we've talked about today how to lose weight over winter and how to get motivated. I mean, this stuff applies any time of the year, to be honest. It's just a time of year where people find more excuses around Christmas, you know, more struggles with the mindset. But this, this really, really does work. So we've got a few examples here, you know, of, of, of people who have succeeded with us. We've just got a couple we're going to share with you. So the first one is from a lady called Leonie. And, you know, Leonie, this is a, her exact quote. So she said, I've lost 7.7 kilos and almost 15 inches since week one. I've maintained over the past three to four weeks over Christmas and the new year, which I'm okay with, and as I've enjoyed myself still. I feel much happier. I feel better about my body, but I also feel I have a plan and a focus on where I'm heading and how I can realistically achieve my goals. So as you heard there, Leonie actually lost 7.7 kilos, which is close to a stone and a half. Despite there being Christmas and New Year, she was able to maintain, still enjoy herself over that period and knows exactly how to push forward again. Another example is from a client called Callie Early. So Callie said, I felt like I'd lost who I was after having children. Felt overwhelmed most of the time, that there was too much to do and little motivation to do it. My clothes were getting too tight. I didn't want to buy a bigger size. 
My fitness was never a priority, so nothing was done about it. Trinity's given me the support, tools, and accountability I needed to make some positive changes in my life. It happened in bite-sized chunks. I didn't become overwhelmed, but empowered. I love having a support network of other women who are there to give advice and encouragement. I'm a better mum to my kids, less shouty and stressed. I've started to put my own needs first sometimes instead of my family's. I've gone from a big size 10 to a comfortable size 8. I'm fitter, stronger, more toned than I've been in 12 plus years. Trinity's are totally unique. It's totally unique and looks at the whole of your life. If followed, it can help you to make amazing changes in your life. If you feel there's more to life and you just can't work out how to get it, Trinity is the place to go. I signed up to several fitness and weight loss programs, and this is the only one I've stuck with and got results from. And that's from Kelly. So Ben, you know, where can people go? You've heard, you've heard the testimony, you've heard what we do in terms of motivation. If you're interested in finding out more, Ben, where can people go? Yeah, so if you like the sound of what we do here, if any of this is resonating with you, or if you just want some more information, head over to www.fit40info.com and you can grab all the details there. Excellent. Well, I hope you guys found this episode useful and interesting. We've got to sign off now, but thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you in the next one. <laughs>